Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hey there, folks. This is Matt Welch, the sports editor at Star Local Media, and thank you for checking out this rapid reaction edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. Let's talk about my game from Friday night. I was out of Clark Stadium in Plano for the final night on the District 96A Gridiron, watching one of the uh, one of the marquee matchups on the uh, on the district docket for the night. Uh, Plano senior welcoming Prosper, a matchup rife with playoff implications for Plano. They simply just needed a win, and they were into the playoffs. Uh, Prosper, meanwhile, already had a playoff berth locked up, regardless of uh, Friday's result, but nevertheless playing for a chance at the top seed from the district in the Class 6A. Division Two bracket. It is indeed that the uh, the latter of those two scenarios, which pans out in favor of Prosper. The Eagles, um, on the strength of a of a dominant first half, are able to uh, get enough of a cushion to withstand a late barrage by Plano, and Prosper is able to hang on late for a forty three to thirty five victory. Um, the win caps the regular season for Prosper. Their first uh, their first regular season in Class Six A with an eight and two record, uh, plus a five. 5-2 mark in District 96A. That is good for a tie for second place uh, versus a Plano team that exits the year at 5-5 five and 4-3 five and and in district play. So with that result, um, yes, Prosper does clinch the district's top seed for Division 2. Uh, Plano, most years, four wins would be enough to get you into the playoffs, but District 96A was just a different beast this season. Uh, Plano, with its loss coupled with, uh, with wins by Plano East and McKinney, uh, the worst-case scenario does indeed unfold for Plano as the Wildcats are the odd man out there left outside of the playoff picture and missed the postseason for the third time in four years. Um, you know, this was a, uh, I mean, Plano came into this game hot. I mean, they had won, you know, three consecutive games all by at least two touchdowns. Um, they had really, you know, gone a, uh, gone to great lengths to rediscover their, uh, their identity and just were playing with such a swagger and confidence. And they, uh, it just looked like, you know, for the most part, you know, you see that final score, and you wouldn't think that based on that final score that this was a game that Prosper was really in control of for about ninety to ninety-five percent of the time. Um, so here, here's where I was at with this game. So I um, usually, whenever I head down to the field to, um, you know, to prep for my post-game interviews, I pretty much head down to the field when I've assumed that the game is is done because obviously I want to get down on the field, and then once that game ends, I got to get out there hustle and do my interviews as quickly as I can. I'm on deadline. Plus, it was freezing last night, so I wanted to get that part of my uh, of my night over with as soon as possible. So I was um, I was down on the field with um, with right around three minutes to play because Prosper was at that point in firm control of this one. Prosper led this game 43 to 20 with um, with three and a half minutes after a uh, after a six yard touchdown run by Keegan Shoemaker. So a um, yeah a 23 point lead. You know, you would think that that is enough of a cushion for Prosper. 
Plano nevertheless mounts a uh, just a wild near comeback over the final couple minutes to put a uh, to put a definite scare into Prosper in the uh, in the closing moments of this one. So here's um so yeah so I was down on the field in the back of the end zone basically having to watch the video board during all this without my uh, without my laptop in front of me to take notes. Um, so nevertheless yes Prosper is um, Prosper goes up forty three to twenty. Plano counters and scores in just two plays, uh, capped with a uh, with a. 32-yard touchdown pass from Cole Winnett to Christian Sabatini. Uh, Kyron Cumby scores the two-point conversion. Just like that, it's back to a two-score game. 43-28 to with how much time was left in that? Um, 43-28 with 2.55 remaining. So we'll see. Still, still, a, still a two-score game. Prosper gets the ball. They get near midfield. They turn it over on downs. Plano's defense is able to stuff Jackson Berry, uh, Prosper's backup quarterback, more so kind of their, uh, their short yardage uh, mobile quarterback. They stuff him on fourth and one to force a turnover on downs. And then Plano scores in two more plays, this time scoring on a 21-yard touchdown pass from Cole Winnett to Heinrich Adriance. They kick the extra point, and with 105 left in the game, it is a uh, it is a one-score ball game. It is 43 to 35. So uh, that is two touchdowns in basically one minute and 50 seconds. Um, the onside kick comes, and then Plano's sideline erupts after Cody Chris recovers the ball, and just like that, wouldn't you know it, Plano's got the ball, and they are driving for the possible tie inside the final minute of the ball game. Um, so yeah, Plano's able to convert a uh, to convert a fourth and one. They eventually maneuver their way down to the Prosper 13-yard line with right around 10 seconds to go, and then Prosper's defense gets the last laugh. Uh, James Eckrote, their sophomore defensive lineman, is able to burst through the line. He sacks Colwinnett just as time expires and Plano's comeback effort is all for naught as Prosper hangs on for the eight point victory um a a wild unforeseen finish given the way that this game materialized um you know Jadon McCullough Plano's head coach chalked up the second half Plano's second half to uh, just a simple just a <laughs> improvements in execution whereas uh, for coach Schmidt uh, coach Brandon Schmidt over at Prosper he saw that um you know the the near the near setback there in the end just as uh, you know kind of some complacency on the part of his defense you know kind of resting on their laurels with a uh, with a 23 point lead you know Plano's at least shown the ability to score in uh, in bunches this season so you know I guess in hindsight nothing about that uh, that late rally should be uh, you know all too surprising but but nevertheless, yeah, because it um, it just did not appear in the cards based on just the way that these two teams had been playing up to that point. Um, essentially, this game, for the most part, because Prosper never trailed in this game. Prosper was ahead from the uh, you know from their opening drive. This game boiled down to at least during the most pivotal stages of this and Prosper's end of the field, Prosper's ability to sustain drives versus Plano's inability to just get out of its own way. Um, Prosper did a. Uh, a great job just orchestrating some long, grinding, physically taxing drives. They had three scoring drives that spanned 12 plays in this one. And during those drives, I mean, they were just converting every which way that they were granted. I mean, Plano's defense had a um, you know had some rough moments on third downs on Friday. There were um, during those three scoring drives, uh, Prosper had three situations where they converted third down you know third down plays of eight yards or more. So. So third down defense, um, just a, a rough a rough spot for Plano on uh, on Friday. Plus Plano uh, just could not get out of its own way in terms of penalties. They were flagged. Uh, let's see, the final numbers were. 
you know, nine penalties for 82 yards, but it was more just kind of the timing of the penalties and just how ill-afforded they would be. Um, I mean, you had instances like in the uh, on Prosper's second touchdown drive, it was aided by a uh, by a defensive holding call on Plano that wiped out a third and 18. Um, you know, Plano was then called in the fourth quarter for hurdling an offensive lineman um, on a field goal attempt that uh, that wound up you know keeping Prosper's drive alive and wound up resulting in that aforementioned touchdown run by. Keegan Shoemaker. So you wonder there, and that was a field goal attempt that ended up missing for Prosper. So you wonder there if Plano doesn't commit that penalty, how that, you know, how that potentially alters just the the flow of this game given what Plano was able to do later on. Um, Plano's also had a really really tough time <laughs> staying on sides. They were called off sides I want to say at least three times. I know there was a fourth time that was declined. Um, you know, in the uh, in the first half, but um, nevertheless, Plano's uh, Plano's defensive line was at the mercy of Keegan Shoemaker's snap count. Um, yeah, just I mean, they were. I'd not seen a team get flagged offsides that many times all season. Um, and then in some areas, it just felt like a lot of the uh, a lot of the demons from uh, from earlier in the season. You know, during the uh, the rough stretches of the year for the Wildcats, kind of resurfaced. There were several snapping issues, and then it's weird that that's just become that had become as uh, as unforeseen a storyline as it did with Plano this season. They had snapping issues led to a lot of drop snaps in the backfield. Um, you know, there were some special teams miscues. Um, just a not just not a clean performance by Plano. Just given what was at stake, and Coach McCullough said as much afterwards you just you can't give good teams extra opportunities like that because prosper sure enough made plano pay and they made them play pay hard this was a uh, this was a game that was 20 this was a 29 to 7 ball game at halftime um yeah given the way that plano looked these past three weeks a 29 to 7 deficit was frankly the last thing i would have anticipated but nevertheless prosper looked awesome and then, i mean like i said i know i've been going on about where plano went wrong obviously prosper had something to do with that um you know prosper like I said, they did a great job sustaining drives. Uh, Plano had no answer for um, for a couple of their wide receivers. Uh, Jostine Clark and Hayden Metcalf um, just were all over the place in the first half. Uh, Clark, in particular, just absolutely pillaged the Wildcats. He had three touchdown catches in the first half alone. He had a... Uh, a lot of those in just in one-on-one situations near the goal line. He had a, a three-yard catch to cap uh, to cap Prosper's first drive, a drive in which they uh, they went for two. Wayne Anderson ran into two-point conversion, so just like that, Prosper already thrown a haymaker and getting an eight in a, an eight-zero lead right out of the gates. Uh, Clark then took a uh, you know took a short pass out of the slot and weaved through Plano's defense for a 15-yard touchdown for a 15-7 lead um, late in the first quarter, and then he scored again on a uh, on another play, winning a. Uh, another one-on-one ball near the goal line for a nine-yard touchdown to make it a 22 to seven Wayne Anderson added a two-yard touchdown run uh, late in the half and yeah 22 to seven Prosper just absolutely rolling they outgained Plano in the first half 253 to 66 and you know what the weird part about that 66 yards is Plano had 75 yards of offense on its first on its first drive of the game yeah which resulted in their lone touchdown of the first half a 16-yard run by Tylen Hines so yes Plano had 75 yards on its first drive and then minus nine yards for the remainder of the first half so um 
uh, you know, you look like, I mean, it looked like a shootout might be in the works there after those first couple drives because, you know, you have Prosser just methodically moving the ball down on Plano. Plano strikes back in four plays. Tylen Hines rips off a 44-yard run on the game's first play. Later scores on a uh, on an option toss from Colwinette. And um, you're thinking, wow, just buckle up. We're getting to see a shootout. And no, man. I mean, Prosser was not playing around. Their, uh, their, their front seven was, um, was all over Plano's backfield. They really suffocated Plano's run game on first down, put a lot of pressure on Colwinette, rushed a lot of throws, forced Plano into a lot of third and long situations, um, and they just were not able to dig out of it. It was some very, very impressive stuff by Prosper. And, um, yeah, they, uh, like I said, they were in firm control of this for the first half. Plano was able to mount, you know, some, some resistance there in the second half. The, uh, the offense really woke up. Um, you know, Kyron Cumby got things rolling in the second half. He scores on a six yard run. He later catches a 31 yard touchdown pass from Colin net to make it 36 to 20. Um, but yeah, I mean, just a case of, unfortunately for Plano, just too little too late. I mean, the second half was very much in Plano's favor. They wind up outgaining prosper over the final two quarters. 337 to 91. So, I mean, it really was the proverbial tale of two halves. It was just that, um, I mean, you're just not going to be able to dig out of too many 22-point deficits against playoff-caliber opponents. Um, so, yeah, you know what? You uh, you credit Plano for, um, you know, for going out on its shield and still maintaining control of its own destiny. Ultimately, they were driving inside that final minute with a chance to tie the ball game. Um, but, nevertheless, just Prosper just one step ahead all night long, and sure enough, they... Uh, they exit the regular season on a high note. They get some momentum now heading into the playoffs, and they get a, uh, you know, what's at least on paper a pretty uh, a pretty favorable playoff matchup. They draw. They're going to get to host a game. I mean, they'll host uh, they'll host Garland Name and Forest, a team that they saw back in Week One when they were just uh, just getting their feet wet in Class Six A, and um, Prosper rolled in that game. I believe the final score was something to the tune of forty-one to seventeen. Uh, played out at the uh, McKinney ISD Stadium on a Saturday. Um, so we'll see. Obviously, it's week one you know a lot can change from week one to week 12 so uh, but nevertheless I mean you'd think that uh, Prosper just based on surviving a district as competitive and as grueling as district 96a that they would be able to carry that momentum you know through the first round um, but yeah we shall see you know but credit to Prosper they looked amazing on on on, uh, on Friday just a, a complete night and day performance from uh, you know from their game the week prior against uh, against Allen um, so let's see let's go over some uh, some stats from this one um, like I said lots Lots of, you know, lots of uh, lots of standout performers all over in this one. Keegan Shoemaker, he goes 18 of 27 uh, behind center for Prosper. You know, two thirds of his passes completed, 203 yards, three touchdowns. All three of those touchdown passes are thrown the way of Jostine Clark. He goes for seven catches, 83 yards. To, uh, to lead all receivers, Hayden Metcalf has a big game. He has four catches for 69 yards. Uh, for Prosper, Wayne Anderson, um, you know, the tried and true, always reliable Wayne Anderson out of the backfield. He goes 28 carries for 127 yards and a touchdown. Uh, meanwhile, for Plano, uh, Colwinette gets cooking in the second half. He finishes his uh, his final high school game, 13, uh, 13 completions on 22 attempts for 240 yards and three touchdowns. Um, an impressive close to the season for Colwinette. Really, uh, you know, really heated up through the year between, uh, you know, this week and then last week against McKinney Board, you know. 
it was a uh, again this was a lot of this was in the second half. Plano's passing game I believe had only one or two completions in the first half, largely due to that pressure from Prosper's defensive front. Um, but let's see out of the uh, out of the backfield you had um, some balance there. You had Tylen Hines with 68 rushing yards and a touchdown on seven carries. Kyron Cumby 61 yards and a touchdown on eight carries. Both of those players involved in the passing game. Cumby catches four passes for 67 yards and a touchdown. Hines catches two for 65. Their leading receiver, senior Heinrich Adriance, he catches that uh, you know that last touchdown that pulled him within eight. He catches six balls for 76 yards overall in the night. And um, yeah, you know Plano senior now heads into the offseason with. Uh, Oh, a weird year. This was a, a strange year having you know covered this team. I mean, they again they they went through the uh, the rough patch there in the middle of the season. They really seemed to. Uh, I mean, just the way that they caught fire down the stre- down the home stretch. It felt like they were the favorite coming into this game just based on how these two teams had been performing recently. But nevertheless, yeah. I mean, credit to Prosper for really uh, just dominating this game with the exception of just the final few minutes. Um, so yeah, they uh, you know Plano's got um. It, Ultimately, just when Plano looks back on this season, like, and it feels like this is a, uh, you know, become kind of a, a bit of a, a frequent narrative with them. Just these past few years, it's all going to, it all boils back to that McKinney game, <laughs> Plano, which has, you know, McKinney, which has become just this albatross hovering over Plano Senior. Um, you know, Plano lost that game to McKinney seventeen to seven back in the middle of the season. At the time, it looked like a rough result, just because McKinney was winless at the time. You know, little did we know that McKinney would go on a tear over the second half of the season and ultimately clinch a playoff spot. Um, so yeah, it looks you know better in hindsight, but still a game that just when stacked up against the rest of Plano's season, it's just such a head scratcher. Just how Plano's offense just had the uh, just had the night that they did, um, and just unable to get over that McKinney hump once again. And yeah, with by virtue of losing to Prosper, you know they needed some help. There was a chance there late once that game went final. The um, you know their playoff hopes were kind of hanging on the outcome of the Plano East Jesuit game. That was a wild game back and forth. Uh, just a good old-fashioned shootout. It was a uh, it was a three-point game early in the fourth quarter uh, before Plano East was able to get some distance. So with that, Plano East was able to move up into a tie for second place with Prosper. Meanwhile, McKinney was able to get off its uh, the, the McKinney-Boyd monkey off of its back, and they pulled away in the fourth quarter for a 34-24 victory. So, um, yeah, your results were uh, Plano and McKinney tied for fourth place at 4-3 four in district, and McKinney gets the nod via that head-to-head tiebreaker. So, once again, that McKinney loss just uh yeah, just a, a thorn in Plano's side. So we shall see what awaits the Wildcats in the offseason. We'll see what's in store for the Eagles as they embark on their first ever playoff run at the Class 6A level. And um, yeah, there'll be plenty more of that to come in the uh, in the mo- in the uh, in the days and weeks ahead. So that will um, yeah, that'll just about do it for this edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. This has been a rapid reaction with Matt Welch. I appreciate y'all for giving this a listen. You can check out my game story on our website, StarLocalMedia.com, as well as um, some video highlights. I'm uh, in the process of putting that together. I'll have that up on our website, StarLocalMedia.com, before the end of the weekend. Folks, you enjoy the rest of your week, and I will talk to y'all later. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. 
Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.